because of these dedicated rescuers, he's receiving excellent care. And I say that he's living the life of Riley, as the saying goes. And it's really a reminder sort of of the resilience and the capacity for life that exists within each of us. Creative solutions are the best contributions we make. Welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. On the show, it's my job to tease out the creative solutions my guests are coming up with to change the world through creativity, social action, and mindset. I also give you tips and techniques so you can do the same. This episode is brought to you by my class, Meditation for Busy People, where you can discover clarity and joy in just five minutes a day. It's also brought to you by the Brain FM app and this podcast host, Podbean. Also, follow the podcast on Instagram or TikTok and check out our shop for merch, music, and musings. The links are all in the show notes. Hey there, and welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast, where we explore innovative ideas for a better world. I'm your host, Isolde Trachtenberg, and I'm super grateful that you're here. In today's episode, I'm going to delve into the world of critter management, focusing on humane methods that prioritize the well-being of animals. But before I dive into that, I want to share a personal story that inspired this episode. A few days ago, I was walking out of my apartment to uh, take the compost to the compost bin. New York City has these big orange compost bins that look almost like mailboxes where you can take your compost so that you are not, uh, it's a way of, of managing the critters actually. You take your compost to the compost bin and it gets locked up and critters aren't as able to get in there and regularly mess up your garbage or, or propagate, let's just say what it is. It's a, it's a way of managing managing the animals that are uh, populating New York City. And uh, and I use it pretty much every day. It's become part of my morning routine. I get up, I gather the compost from yesterday, I put it in a little bag, and I take it over to the big orange mailbox-looking thing so that it can be part uh, composted. Anyway, so as I was walking out, I uh, I noticed that there was this oblong black plastic tray on the ground. And as I walked up to it, I noticed that there was a, a little baby rat crawling out from underneath it. And I went, oh, he's been hiding. That's cool. And then I looked closer and I realized that the little baby rat, uh, only a few weeks old, uh, I imagine, has hair, eyes were open, but very small still. Uh, He was stuck. He was stuck with one of his paws and his tail were stuck together, and they were attached to what turned out to be a glue trap. Uh, And and he was crawling along, sort of uh, pulling himself along the sidewalk, carrying this glue trap. So this poor little baby was exhausted. Uh, And I immediately went, oh, crap, let me see what I can do. And contacted the Vegans of New York, V-O-N-Y, Vegans of New York City uh, Facebook group that has a lot of uh, rehabbers and animal rescuers as members and asked what I need to do. And nobody got back to me right away because they're super busy. And you also have to have your post approved by the admins. So I went, okay, I I need to do something. This poor baby is stuck. I need to do something. So I Google was my friend. I Googled how to remove the glue off an animal that has been stuck in a glue trap. And it turns out most people recommend some sort of vegetable oil. Cooking oil is what you should use. And so I took him inside 
and uh, put on some rubber gloves. And, you know, they always say, oh, these are rabies carrying whatever. They're going to bite you. This little thing was so tired and so scared. There was no, (laughs) he wasn't biting anything. He was just sort of sitting there going, what the heck is going on? And crying a little. And it broke my heart a little, I have to say. Uh, Anyway, so I, I figured out how to clean off most of the or some of the glue and, you know, separated his tail from the paw and cleaned off his paws a little. I I don't know if you've ever seen rats paws up close, but they're articulated. They have fingers like our hands, like human hands. They have very similar looking fingers uh, and elongated ones, but they look, they look almost human. And, you know, we share a lot of DNA with rats, so we're not all that different. Anyway, so I cleaned him off, and then I started contacting uh, potential rescuers and uh, sort of working my way through all the various phone numbers. And there are people, the ASPCA sometimes will take in critters the, in Upper West Side, New York, uh, in, in Manhattan, there is something called the Wild Bird Fund, and they are wonderful. They do a lot for the, for the animal population of New York City. Unfortunately, if you bring them a rat or a mouse and you leave it with them, they will euthanize it. I was told full, you know, they don't, they don't have a license to care for the critter. So they will just euthanize. And I'm like, this baby is healthy. I don't, there's no way that's, that this is a necessary thing. So, uh, we were, we, we, my husband and I actually woke him up and we drove, put the little baby in a, in a cardboard box with a, a little towel, uh, not a towel, a cloth, um, never put a, a, a towel. Actually, I found out because their little claws will get caught in the little rings of the terry cloth. So, and it wasn't, it wasn't a towel. It was just a little cloth. And, and he was so exhausted. He just lay there and we just, we both kept sort of looking in on him to see, you know, is is this little body moving in and out when, when he's, you know, is it expanding and contracting with the breath? You know, breath is life. So as long as he was breathing, I was like, okay, he's alive. So... I took, uh, we drove all the way up to the Upper West Side from where we live in Brooklyn to be told, you know, if you leave him with us, we'll euthanize him. And right then I started getting messages from two rescuers who are who are members of the uh, Vegans of New York. And they both went, okay, call us. We have, we have a rehabber who's willing to take the little baby. Let's make this happen. Get in touch with us as soon as you can, which just made me so happy. And so it turns out that this one rescuer is actually on the Upper East Side. So we drove him to her and uh, and and dropped him off. And since then, she has been sending me uh, images and video of the baby and the baby's doing super well. He's eating and you should see the way he eats when when she feeds him with the little dropper, the little plastic dropper. Uh, he puts both paws on the dropper and like holds on to it while he's eating. And it's Petey assured that I believe she's feeding him. But the point is this little baby who was, he was strong, fierce and strong and crawling along, dragging something that was like five times his size to try and get away from it, but couldn't. And then I'm so glad I found him and was able to free him from that get him to the rescuer get you know she's she's taking incredible care of him and I named him uh, Riley he's Riley rat because uh, I was able to free him from the glue trap and now 
because of these dedicated rescuers, he's receiving excellent care. And I say that he's living the life of Riley, as the saying goes. And it's really a reminder sort of of, of the resilience and the capacity that for life that exists within each of us. And he wanted to live and now he is living. And so that that is amazing to me, that, that notion that he's okay. But I have to say, those glue traps, those are, those contra- they, they are horrific. Okay. And, and my husband was saying that he looked it up and it said, oh, once the animal is stuck to the glue trap, you can just pick it up and throw it out. The animal is still alive, quite possibly screaming, quite possibly in, you know, and we know in horrible pain because they can't move. Often they die horrible deaths of dehydration. And I'm, you know, I'm being kind of graphic because frankly, this is something we should all be concerned about. And there's been a, a call storm to Home Depot to stop selling these monstrosities because they are horrific. They are so cruel and there has to be a better way. Okay, there, there just there has to be a better way of dealing with the animal population. If you're not going to live side by side with them, which I admit is hard to do in a big city, but if you're not going to do that, there has to be a better way of figuring out how to handle what's going on. And I w- I'm going to spend the rest of the episode kind of talking about that because Riley Rat is okay. And if I if I get permission to post pictures of him and. Um, I will post at least the picture that I uh, that I took. I took a couple of pictures of him as we were, you know, driving over to to drop him off at the rescuer. So I can post those, but I don't have pictures of him doing really well because uh, th- those aren't mine. And once I get permission, if I do get permission, I'll put them in the show notes and you'll be able to see him. He's adorable. He's so cute and he's so smart and he's fierce. And it is ridiculous how wonderful, how wonderful it is. So... I'm I'm very very excited that he is going to do well. Anyway, so in just remember from here on in we're going to be doing proactive ways to deal with this that are cruelty free. These are solutions that are cruelty free methods for dealing with animals like rats and possums especially in urban environments. Okay. So, number 1 Prevention through proper waste management. Implementing effective waste management practices minimizes the availability of food sources for animals like rats and possums and mice. So by securing, securely storing food scraps in rodent-proof containers and promptly disposing of trash, you you end up discouraging these critters from congregating around your property. And I think the expected result there is it's a reduced likelihood of infestations and a cleaner, more hygienic living environment for both the humans and the animals. Two, habitat modification. Modifying your property's habitat to make it less appealing to rats and possums is a proactive approach. Remove potential nesting sites such as wood piles, overgrown vegetation, and debris is going to minimize the attractiveness of your property to these critters. By sealing the openings and potential entry points, you prevent their access to your home. And and you can expect that the property is going to be less inviting to them, and it's going to reduce the chances of them establishing nests or causing damage to your property. Property. Humane exclusion is the third way. 
Using humane exclusion methods ensures that rats and possums and mice are kept out of your property while still allowing them access to their natural habitats. By installing mesh screens or fences around vulnerable areas, you create barriers to prevent their entry without causing them any harm. This method is going to strike a balance between protecting your property and respecting the natural instincts and movements of these animals. Remember, they were here first, right? That's something we really need to remember. They've been here for thousands of years and we have not. And you can expect that your property will remain more secure from intrusions while it'll allow wildlife to exist and thrive in their natural habitats. Four, non-lethal traps and relocation. When animal populations need to be managed, non-lethal traps specifically designed for rats or possums or mice can be employed. These traps capture the animals without causing harm. It allows for their safe relocation to suitable environments far from human inhabitants. And by using this method, you contribute to the conservation of wildlife and help maintain ecological balance. And that means that there will be a successful removal of problem individuals from your property without resorting to any sort of lethal means. And you ensure their survival and you minimize any disruptions. And the fifth one is professional assistance. Seeking professional help from wildlife control experts or animal rescue organizations can be a beneficial option, especially if you're not sure or if you're uncomfortable handling these situations yourself. When I was handling Riley Rat, I was a little I was a little afraid because I didn't want to hurt him and I didn't want to do anything wrong, right? I didn't want to do something that would actually be bad for him in the long run, but I wasn't sure what it was. The only thing I could do was Google and it said use vegetable oil or cooking oil and I used that. I put him in a box with some fabric and then I took him to a rescuer who knows what she's doing and is so amazing at at healing and caring for so many animals. So rescuers like that can provide guidance on the best approaches and they ensure that the welfare of the animals sort of, you, you resolve the conflicts there with minimal harm and that's what you want right you want a a comprehensive and compassionate resolution to your wildlife concerns and with expert guidance and assistance throughout the process you're more likely to get it so i have to say this i normally i would be this would be week nine of the veganism and the environment series right but i decided because of what happened because of finding riley the rat and you know and somebody said i actually created uh, a work uh you know i do those those art digital art pieces and i created a digital art background to one of his images uh, that that the rescuer sent me and i have not gotten her permission to say her name or to use any of this so i can't say her name and i can't give you the images but i created a a, a beautiful thing a, a background for him and what's interesting is that it looks like folded electric tartan so somebody said you know that looks kind of like tartan the background so i think his name is actually riley mctavish so there you go the rat is riley the rat mctavish anyway the reason i'm saying this is because i want you to know that next week the same thing is going to be back We're going to do week nine and week 10 of the veganism in the environment series. But I thought that this episode was super important to 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 get us talking about having a a sort of a, a living environment that that is cruelty free and that we can help the conservation of animal populations and we can promote these compassionate solutions. I think that's so important. As we go, nobody's populations are ultimately going to go down so much that this 
this planet is just uh, ready and able to handle all the populations. We're overpopulated. So many species, the ones that are obviously endangered or not, but so many species are overpopulated and continuing to populate and propagate, humans being among them, that we need to be very careful about how we approach all of this population management, regardless of which living being we're talking about. All right. So here's the call to action. I encourage you to look for ways to coexist with the animals in your local ecosystem. Recognize that they were here first. We can also employ sort of humane ways to discourage them from accessing our garbage or homes. And by adopting these practices, we create a harmonious balance between urban living and the natural world. And that to me is so, so important because again, our population isn't slowing down. It really isn't. That means there's only going to be more of us and we're going to keep crowding the animals out because we're the biggest kid on the block as far as brain size. So because we're crowding out all the other creatures and we're decimating their habitat, we have a responsibility to do something about that. So please bear that in mind as you are living your life and dealing with your own garbage. We all have to. We all have to deal with our own garbage. Okay, before we wrap up, I I wanted to remind you that today is the last day to register for the Meditation for Busy People class and receive the free Mindful Self-Care Handbook to support your mindfulness journey. So bear in mind that, right? It's not that it's the last day to register for the class. You can register for the class next week or next month or next year because it's not going anywhere. And... To receive the Mindfulness Self-Care Handbook for free, today's the last day. If you go after today, then after July 14th, 2023, uh, the, the, book become, the handbook becomes an ebook and it's no longer going to be part of the class. So there's that. And also, I want to remind you that today we are uh, doing another drawing of a free registration for the class. And here we go. I'm going to go get a random number from Google. And Chris, Chris, you have won the class. <laughs> I, Chris, I don't have your last name, but I do have your email address. And I will be sending you a free registration. So, Chris, congratulations. You have won the Meditation for Busy People class. This is so exciting. I'm very glad that you are on the mailing list and that you are going to get a free registration for the class. And yes, you will get the Mindful self-hand, Self-Care Handbook. Ooh, I'm having trouble saying my words. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting. All righty. This episode has been brought to you, and I didn't even talk about this. This episode has been brought to you by Podbean, which is what hosts this uh, podcast. It's also been brought to you by the Meditation for Busy People class. Next week, it's going to be being brought, brought to you by the Mindful Self-Care Handbook. And uh, it's also brought to you by Canva and lots of other, (laughs) if I could think of them right now, I would tell you, but at the moment, my brain has decided that I need to go eat something. So I think I'm going to go do that. Anyway, I hope that you have a fabulous, fabulous day or night, depending on when you're listening. And I will be back on Monday with a really fantastic episode. So earlier this week, I went ahead and 
uh, did a sort of a, a, what's the word, mobile podcast recording session. Uh, I went to a fabulous vegan place called the Jungle Cafe in Greenpoint in Brooklyn, and they are approaching being a, a restaurant in this beautiful, it's it's full of ahimsa. It's full of this, this uh, notion of compassion and care and nutrition in your food. And I interviewed the operator behind Jungle Cafe and went there and we did a taste testing and all sorts of, I mean, just also, it was just a beautiful thing. Having that remote, uh, the the ability to do remote broadcasts like that, I'm going to be doing more of them. And in fact, there's a local New York artist who went, come to my studio and we'll do that. And then I'm going to start doing remote broadcasts from galleries and other places. And if you know of someone who I should be talking to for this show, who's trying to come up with innovative and creative solutions to the world's biggest problems, uh, let me know because I want to be talking to these people and telling you their stories. So yeah, the remote recording is happening. And right now, because the Jungle Cafe folks are so cool, they ha- they're doing a really cool special. If you go to the Jungle Cafe now, between now and the end of July 2023, and you mention this podcast, the Creative Solutions Podcast, and the number 131, 131, which is their street address, you will get 15% off your meal, 15 not one, not five, not five oh one five. I keep saying the words a little bit slurred, and I'm completely sober, dog on it. Anyway, you'll get fifteen percent off your meal and an iced coffee. How cool is that? So between now and July thirty first, by the end of July, it's over. But between now and then, if you're visiting New York City, first of all, you should go to the Jungle Cafe anyway because it's fabulous. And the food is delicious and the vibe is so cool and wonderful. And they have amazing art on the walls. And uh, and also, if you live here, check them out. I really encourage you to because it's awesome. Anyway, uh, yeah, so really, I, I, I'm willing to bet you if you went there today and were like, hey... <laughs> And by today, I mean before the end of July, 2023, if you went there and you went creative solutions podcast, one, three, one, they'd probably do the 15%, uh, just so you know, and, and it's cool. So I send big shout out to Sebastian for joining me on the show, who is the operator and, uh, Isaul, who is the manager of the place and is doing such an amazing job, creating incredible food, welcoming the community. Uh, Sebastian told me, by the way, this is so cool. Sebastian told me that, uh, there are some people who come to the cafe every day. Every single day, they are there because they have a buffet every day and the buffet changes every single day. So how cool is that? It's from a different region of the world, like Thursdays are Eastern European days and Tuesdays are Indian day. Uh, my favorite thing, and I, I said this on the show uh, that you'll hear on Monday, uh, their mushroom and potato tacos are outstanding. They're so good. It's kind of a take on Polish food, but it's and it's amazing. I shouldn't say but. And it's amazing. I just it's, I get I get it every time I come now. Although my the pancakes that I had and the tofu scramble avocado toast that I had and the beautiful fruit plate that I had as part of the taste test. Well, I'm not going to tell you exactly what I said, but let's just say I'm going to be back soon for breakfast. All righty. This is Isolde Trachtenberg for the Creative Solutions Podcast, reminding you, as always, to listen to the show, tell your friends about it. Let me know if there's something you would like to hear about from me. 
Uh, you can leave a message on on SpeakPipe, which is the links of the link of which is actually in the show notes. And until next time, I remind you, as always, to be bold, be creative, and most of all, be kind. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you being here. Please subscribe to the podcast if you're new, and it would mean the world to me if you told a friend about it. Today's episode was produced by Isolde Trachtenberg and is copyright 2023. As always, please remember this is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Past performance does not guarantee future results, although we can always hope. Until next time, keep living what you believe in. (music) Thank you.